This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across the coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's Word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Romans chapter 7. And in this part of the letter to the church in Rome... Paul is focusing on what is the heart of the issue with man's relationship with God and how that relationship can be restored. Paul is pointing out that the law has made us aware of what sin is. The law is holy, but when, when, when the law that was given by God through Moses to the people, the law being holy itself, but when it was given to the people, it, the law revealed what sin was. And then sin took advantage of the law and, and just took over, Paul says. <clears throat> the law was given to the Jews as a way that they could live a holy life, pleasing to God. But the, the problem was they couldn't do it. Nobody can, except for one, Jesus Christ. Not a single person can keep the law because of sin. That's what makes Jesus so special, because he never sinned, not one single time which is why he could become our sacrifice and so this sin this sin paul says it brings a separation it brings a death the wages of sin is death there's a separation and there had what sin does is it separates us from god that's what we see happen in the garden of eden when adam and eve took of that fruit ate of that fruit god said don't eat of that fruit they did it and there became a separation. They had perfect communion with God, but as soon as they disobeyed God's command, which is what sin is, doing what God said not to do, then when they ate that fruit, they were separated from God, and they were kicked out of the garden. And there had to be a restoration, if you will. Sin has separated us from God. Jesus Christ, the second Adam, has come to restore that relationship by what he did on the cross. And that's exactly what Jesus does. He sheds his blood on the cross. And he's in that tomb for three days. And he comes out of that tomb alive three days later. And then 40 days later, he ascends to the Father and he's sitting at the Father's right hand where he makes intercession for us. And Jesus says, I will take their place, Father. I will satisfy the penalty, the wrath of God by dying in their place to be their sacrifice. And that's exactly what he does. Jesus dies on the cross. He sets man free from the power, from the grip of sin. And sin has to let us go. If we come to Christ and we're washed in the blood of Jesus and we're filled with the Holy Spirit, sin has no hold on us anymore. And that's Paul's point throughout chapter 7. And I want to pick up where we left off in the last podcast. He says, Paul says, but how can that be? How can that be? How He says, did the law, which is good, cause my death? Of course not. Sin, on the other hand, it used what was good, the law, to bring about my condemnation to death. So we can see how terrible sin really is. It Sin uses God's good commands for its own evil purposes. So Paul says the law, which was given by God, is good. What the Jews had, 
the covenant between Abraham and God, the promises that are given to Abraham, the law, it was good. The law was good. But it was the people themselves who chose sin instead of choosing God. Which is why Paul said what he said in chapters 1 and chapters 2. Or chapters 1 and 2. The people chose to reject God. They wanted to be their own gods, little g, so they could do whatever they wanted to do and not have to worry about the consequences. They didn't want to have to worry about the law. They didn't want to have to worry about pleasing God. Hey, we'll just reject God and we'll live the way we want to live and we don't have to worry about it because, hey, there is no God. And that's why Paul says they're without excuse because everything in God's creation points to God. And he says they're without excuse. We still do the same thing today. We have the Bible. We have God's Word. But people, even in 2023, continue to come up with the reasons to reject God, reject His Word. We dismiss it because, hey, we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear about sin. And we, we don't care anything about pleasing God because we're pleasing ourselves and we're doing what we want to do. And we don't care about the consequences of our actions, of our choices. We don't care. We don't want to hear it. It's just like the last, the example I gave in the last podcast about the speed laws. There's a reason that we have speed limits all around our towns and on our streets. Just like uh, for our, they're for our safety, for one thing. You know, if there's people in a neighborhood that have deaf children or blind children, they can't see or hear the cars coming. So you're told to drive very slow, 15 miles per hour. Because if the kid can't see you, they may run out in front of you. They don't know where you're at. If they can't hear you, they don't even know that they can't hear you coming, so they might run out in front of you. But if you're driving slow, you'll be able to stop. You'll be able to have a reaction fast enough that you won't hurt those children. But if you're zooming through that neighborhood and they run out in front of you, you're going to plow right over them and kill them. There's a reason for speed limits. There are a reason that God has given us laws. It's not because, you know, the town needs money so they can, you know, put these signs up and, and, and have cops sitting there ready to pull people over. No. There, there's reasons that are healthy for us and for our benefit. So obey the law. And it's the same thing with God. He gave us laws. And that law, it told us what sin was. And, and it revealed how we could live a life that is pleasing to God. The problem is we can't do it. We, we cannot live according to the law that God gave. If we're guilty of breaking one law, Paul says we broke all the laws. And what happens when we break the law? We get a ticket. We go to jail. Something, you know, we, we pay the consequences. And Paul says if we break the law of God, if we sin, and the, what the law did, it told us what sin was. And then sin took advantage of the law of God's good law and it just overtook us and that sin it brings a separation and that's why Jesus had to die on the cross for our sins so that we could our relationship with God could be restored once again sin is simply going against what God wants and far too often and we've talked about this in the past couple of podcasts but far too often even people who follow Jesus at one point or another decide they want to 
return back to sin and start following or we choose sin again. Paul says in verse 14, so the trouble, it's not with the law because the law is good. The law is given by God. For it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, me, Paul. For I am all too human, a slave to sin. There it is. There it is. That's why it's so difficult. Because James says that that the, the temptations that come our way, the sin that comes in our lives, it, it comes there because of our own desires. And that's what makes it so desirable. Is because it's stuff that's inside of us that we love. And we want to uh, gratify our flesh and not our spirit. We just want to do what we, you know, what feels good, you know, what we want to do. And that's what Paul's saying. He says, So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I'm all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I, I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Now, <laughs> this is coming from the mouth of the greatest missionary that's ever lived, Paul. He says, I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Even Paul, as many people as he preached to about Jesus, put his life in danger, was stoned to death at one point, was beaten for his faith in Jesus Christ. As strong as a believer that he is and was, Paul says, I, I struggle with sin. In fact, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, he says that he is the chief of sinners. He says, I'm the greatest sinner that ever lived. And he goes on to say in verse 18, Romans 7, he says, I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. It's just pure evil. It's sin. I don't want to do this stuff, but I do it anyway. Why? Because of sin that's in me. I want to do what's right, but I don't do what's right. I continue to do what's wrong. Why? Because of the sin that's living in me. So what Paul is doing here is that he's, he's showing this struggle that we all have within us. And if you've ever watched TV at all or you know, or, or commercial or a TV show... And there's this person who, who's struggling with this decision. They've got a demon on one shoulder and an angel on the other shoulder. And, and they're, they're, the demon's trying to get them to do this sinful deed. And the angel's saying, nope, you don't want to do that. You, don't, you, you want to get away from that. And there's this struggle that goes on in our minds. And that's where the struggle really takes place at, is in our minds. It really boils down to who has control of our mind. That's why Paul talks about this in Romans 12. And we'll eventually get there and talk about it more. But Paul talks about in Romans 12 about renewing our minds and being a sacrifice for God. In Romans 12, 1 through 3, he says, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your, reason, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. 
<clears throat> so who are you who who are we going to yield our lives to? Who are we going to allow to control us? Ourselves or God? That's the bottom line right there. Are we going to be in control of our lives and do what we want to do? Or are we going to allow God to be in control of our lives and listen to the Holy Spirit and follow His leading, which is Jesus and the Father living inside of us to begin with? Because if we keep giving in to temptation and sin, then what we're doing is allowing Satan, the devil, whatever you want to call him, to have control of our lives. Satan, the name Satan means opposition. He's opposed to God. Why would we want to allow him to control our lives? But far too often, we do it. And if we resist and not give in to that temptation, if we say no to sin, if we flee from that sin and not let it have control over us, then guess what? God has control. But even as Paul has shown and will continue to show, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's too easy to give in to sinful desires because they come from within within ourselves. And we have to, like I said a while ago, what we feed grows. And I may have said it in the last podcast, but what we feed grows. If we feed the flesh, the flesh grows. And if we feed the spirit, the spirit grows. And we gravitate toward what we feed. This is why Paul says in verse 21, Romans 7, he says, I have discovered the principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. And he's telling the truth here because he knows the law. He was a Pharisee. He knows the law uh, like the back of his hand. He studied under uh, this man named Gamaliel. Paul knew the law. He says, I love the law with all my heart. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. There is where it's at in our minds. And war is a very powerful image here. We, we know the destruction that comes with war. The death that comes with war. The separation, the pain, the agony that comes with war. Paul says there's another power within me that is at war within my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. This is a man of God that has walked with Jesus for a long time and given his will give his life for Christ, but he has been beaten, thrown, flogged, stoned, gone through so much pain and turmoil for the gospel's sake. And he says, I want to do what's right, but I don't. I inevitably do what's wrong. I choose sin. And this power that I keep on giving control to, he says, it makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. It's still within me. This man has given his life to Christ. He had an encounter one-on-one -on -one with Jesus on the road to Damascus he had a conversation with Jesus himself. He was baptized, received his sight, went off for three years to learn about Jesus, and then goes off and travels the world telling people about this wonderful Savior. And he says, this power, this power that's within me, it makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. He said, I still struggle with it. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. They, they, they see 
Christians as hypocrites. I hear it all the time. I'm not going to church with a bunch of hypocrites. Listen, just because a person is washed in the blood of Jesus and they're living for God, they've been set free from the bondage of sin, it does not mean that person will ever sin again. It just, it just blows my mind. When Jesus would tell people, he'd say, go and sin no more. And I'm thinking, how can they do that? They're going to sin again because it's our nature. Just because we're living for Jesus Christ, we're washing the blood of Jesus, and we've been set free from the bondage of sin does not mean that, that temptation is not ever going to come again. It does not mean that we're never going to sin again. When Jesus was led out into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit, by the way, to be tempted by the devil... The devil gave all these temptations to Jesus. Jesus never gave in to the temptations. At the end of when he was being tempted to those 40 days and 40 nights, it said the devil left him for a season. Seasons come and go, which means at some point in time, the devil came back around and tempted Jesus again. But Jesus never gave in to sin. Unfortunately, we do. We can be washed in the blood of Jesus, filled with his Holy Spirit, walking with him on a daily basis and we can mess up we can choose a wrong decision and we can choose to give in to a sin and there's consequences that come along with that decision but it does not mean that we're never going to sin again just because we're filled with god's holy spirit and we're walking with jesus in fact satan's going to come with us and everything that he can to discourage us and get us to fall and to go back into sin it's not that the church is full of hypocrites. The church is full of people who have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and they are trying their best on a daily basis to live for Jesus, to deny self, and to squash that sinful nature and to live a life according to the Spirit. But every now and then, they're going to give in to a lustful desire. They're going to give in to a temptation and they're going to sin. But the thing about it is, all we have to do when we make that choice, yes, we're going to pay the consequences, but thank God that we have Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ washing away our sins. We can ask for forgiveness and we can pick up the pieces and keep on going. And if we keep walking with Jesus and not just completely go back and fall away into a life of sin, then we continue to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. We continue on our journey to heaven. And when we take our last breath, if we die in Christ, walking faithfully with Jesus, then we're going to take our first breath in heaven with Him. But far too often we give in to those temptations and people who have been walking with Jesus for a long time fall right back into sin and a life of sin. And that sin just chokes out the Spirit. And it's a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous place to be. If they die in that situation, the book of Hebrews makes it plain that there remains no more sacrifice for our sins. Now, whether you want to choose to believe that or not, that's between you and God. This once saved, always saved, that you can't find that stuff in the Bible. Um, but that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about being set free from the bondage of sin and encouraging you and myself to live a life that is pleasing to God and living according to the Spirit. And Paul says, as strong of a Christian and a Christ follower that I am, 
This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. We have really no idea how strong Satan is, how strong the devil is, and the power of sin. That's why the, the, the Bible says it so easily besets us in Hebrews 12. It does. Sin is so easy, man. And it'll just take over if we're not careful. That's why we have to be in the Word of God, immersed in the Word of God, being re- reading the Word of God on a daily basis, listening to podcasts about the Word of God, listening to preachers preaching about the Word of God, listening to music that sings about the Word of God. we got to immerse ourselves in it because if not, it'll choke us out, man. Sin will come in and it'll choke us out. It'll choke the Spirit out. we got to be careful. Let me see where I want to go with this. We're going to finish up the chapter with what Paul says about himself. But I'm going to read it from a a different version. I'm usually using the New Living Translation, but this time I want to use the New American Standard Version instead. He says, Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, on one hand, I myself with the mind... Am serving the law of God, but on the other with my flesh, the law of sin. I want to read those two verses together. He says, I've discovered the principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war within my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Wretched man that I am. Who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God. But on the other, with my flesh, the law of sin. It's a well-known fact that one of the practices the Romans did to punish those who committed a crime, especially murder, or a crime that resulted in the death of another person, what they would do is they would take the deceased body, the dead body, and they would strap it to the person who committed the crime. And they would have to carry this dead body around with them everywhere they went as it decayed. The, literally, the stench of death would always be there with them and they would be reminded of the choice that they made and the crime that they had committed They would have to literally live with the consequences strapped to their body. Nasty, decaying body. And this could very easily be what Paul is referring to here since he was a Roman citizen and would be familiar with the practices of the Roman government. And as we wrap up chapter 7, I want to summarize what we've discussed from Paul's letter so far. Number one, we're all sinners. We're all sinners. There's only one who wasn't, and that's Jesus. We're not Jesus. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. To have a relationship, number two, with God, we must have a change of heart, and it only comes through the Holy Spirit, which comes from Jesus Christ himself. Number three, a relationship with Jesus is based off our faith and not works. It's impossible to work our way to heaven. Number four, 
Through the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross and coming out of that tomb alive on the third day, if we put our faith in Jesus Christ, then we are set free from the bondage or the power of sin. And last, number five, if we are in Christ, then we're good with God and we're going to spend eternity with Him someday. Are you good with God? Have you been set free from the bondage of sin? Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Have you been washed in the precious blood of Jesus Christ? That's the only way to have your sins forgiven is to be in Jesus Christ. To be baptized in that watery grave. Paul says in Romans 6 that we are put in that watery grave. We bury that old man. We come out a new creation in Christ filled with his Holy Spirit. And from that point on, we're to walk with him as faithful as we can. And what he's talking about here is how sin, it's still going to hang around. It's going to come around. It's going to try to get us to fall. It's going to try to drag us back down. But the key is to continue to walk with Christ, to be in his word, to be in the Bible on a daily basis, feeding our spiritual man so that we can become stronger and stronger and stronger. And the power of sin grows weaker and weaker and weaker. And until we take our last breath, that when we go into eternity with our Lord and Savior who paid the price for it all, that we can be reconciled to God, that our, that how sin has separated us from God, but through Jesus, our friendship with God, we have been reunited with God once again if we continue in Christ Jesus. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, you need to do that today. If you have given your life to Jesus Christ, but you're living a life of sin, like Paul said, you need to stop sinning right now and get your life right with Jesus Christ. Ask, ask Jesus to forgive you, to renew a spirit, right spirit within you, to fill you once again with, your, with His Holy Spirit, and that you will start the new life in Christ and on your way to heaven. If I can help you in any kind of way, pray for you by anything. Contact me at thegrindedpodcast at gmail.com or you can text me at the number that is given in the outro of the podcast. Again, thank you for being a listener. Thank you for sharing the Grinded Podcast because when you share the Grinded Podcast, you're sharing Jesus. You're giving people the opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And God bless you for doing that. God bless you for listening today. And God bless you for sharing the Grinded Podcast. Keep grinding. Thanks for listening to the Grounded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share the Grounded Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.